Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the summoner's call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. I've been a crazy week here. Yeah. But I was even thinking to myself, like, did we do a show last week? Because I, I, I think we did, right? Uh, pretty sure we did. We covered the um, uh, most recent batch of heroes because we had to skip the week before. Right. And we were originally planning to skip last week because it was a little week, but the week before you had an issue. Prop, crop up. Life just got in the way. You know what? So. It's it's so funny how the mind plays tricks on you. I, I think last week was either... Last week was a busy week, so I think I yep. it was so it yeah. Was that's why that's part of why we were originally planning to skip it, but then the week before you uh, caught a stomach bug or something, I think. Yeah. So we had to skip recording. Yeah. The so. the I I pulled my other co-hosts, uh, whether it was family or gas station pizza, and I want to update everybody who maybe only listens to this show so far. Uh, you are not the only one to blame my family, Eddie. Uh, another co-host of mine said it was likely um, uh, the the Murphys that that gave it to me, not the gas station pizza. Which I mean, I'll admit, mine was joking. You know, uh, making it sound like I was going to say gas station pizza, <laughs> then throwing it to the family instead. But well, you know, the polls are in so far. Gas station pizza sounds like it's a it's a, it's it's winning uh, the not making you sick category the thing about gas station pizza is you gotta get a good look at it and try and guesstimate how long it's been sitting there if it's clearly been sitting there for six seven hours yeah don't trust it but if it looks like it just came out in the past 20 30 minutes it should usually be fine it was it was made enough that it's good so it was made it was made fresh then it should be good i don't know it didn't taste a guarantee but well it's gas station pizza. What are you expecting? There's no guarantees with gas station pizza, but... Well, I was more saying taste is never going to be great on a gas station pizza, period. <laughs> no. Uh, but you know what? Enough gas station pizza. We'll, we, I need to put that one behind me. <laughs> uh, but let's look at the banners. Uh, we've got the weekly revival banner 4 and 16 running right now. New Heroes and Ascended. Merida going until the 6th. In uh, impenetrable defenses, one and two going into the sixth. That's the voting gauntlet running right now. Hop and go seek going into the seventh. Heroes with smoke skills going into the eighth. Hairs at the fair special heroes revival going into the eighth. Legendary Nana going into the thirteenth. Regal rabbits special heroes revival going into the thirteenth. And spring festival special heroes revival going until the thirteenth. So there you go. Did I make yep. a mistake? You made an edit, didn't you? Uh, you never fixed the Marita from last week, and uh, it was just—it was still saying Marietta. So, at least I said it right. I think True. so. There you go. You're right. No. So, how did your summoning go? I I dove into the Nana or Nana banner, banner however you want to pronounce it. I don't still know. confusing. Focusing on red because she was the main target, uh, with an offer fo- off focus on colorless. Since I was thinking maybe getting a spare ash, I ended up getting a Lolina pity break. At one point, and a four-star boost or two. Uh, not sure if they were both or uh, four-star boosts or uh, a drop from one of the other banners that were running in their free summons on there. Uh, but the I'm 
certain Brave Veronica was a four-star boost, and I also got a Carol. I ended up having to spark for Nana. Um, I decided to clear out the pity rate, ended up getting a four-star boost female Byleth, and finished off by uh, clearing out that pity rate with an Ash. Sweet. It's a good haul. Uh, I also summoned on the legendary Nena banner, and I uh, I got a legendary Celica. I was focusing red, and uh, I also got a legendary Nena uh, shortly after that. And uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking I was going to summon on the banner, but since I summoned this banner, supposedly we'll go over that a little bit later. But um, I was I was happy to add. Uh, add legendary nana to the to the collection so she is uh in my game now uh but we do have other stuff going on in the next week as the calendar winds down uh tomorrow on the fifth possibly today by the time you're listening we have summoning focus and login bonus for the upcoming tempest trial with the special heroes and the tempest trial both launching on the seventh uh we got the silhouettes this morning we'll discuss those in a little bit but uh we'll probably get the banner or the trailer tonight on the 8th we have gilger and hell bindi bound here about a revival before the calendar winds finishes off with the month with a new power banner on the 9th and a round of lost lore on the 10th it does end before we next record uh on the 11th next week so uh maybe we'll get a hopefully we'll get a new calendar by next monday sounds good and uh, we also have the uh, version update 6.4 arriving uh, in the next couple days, probably by the time you listen to this episode. Mostly a standard update, the usual stuff, which includes um, uh, refines for Aversa, Tibarn, Yilger, Selkie, and Spring Veronica. Uh, but there are a few other you know, big items coming this month, the most important being that Valentine's Lissa is coming to uh, is coming to heroic grails. Sorry, I uh, Eddie wrote this. If you can't tell, um, that is the most important news, I guess. There's nothing else coming in the version of. <laughs> this way, always read before we record, Ryan. There we go. Uh, no, that's fine. It's all good. Uh, the most important being that Valentine's list is coming to heroic grails, and uh, they are updating Arena Assault in the Coliseum to Arena Assault Plus, where they will be giving us two tactical retreats per chain and adding dragon flowers to the reward. So that's that's good. Those are really those are two really important updates. <laughs> yes, the Valentine's Lisa thing was uh, just a little joke that I put in, and I didn't assign it at. Uh, no, I, I did that. The notes in hoping that Ryan would do exactly what happens. So. Yes. I even kind of like, you know, it mid 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 read, I was kind of like moving back and forth and you're you're probably thinking, "Oh, he sees it and he's going to he's going to tiptoe around it or or reduce uh its its seriousness, but no. No, I walked right into that one. That's totally on me, folks. The Arena Salt Plus change uh maybe I I might have missed something, but I didn't see any other big change. There's going to be a dragon flowers added to the normal rewards and a like uh bonus dragon flowers for a chain in a row or something like that. I don't know if you have to do multiple chains in a row or just multiple wins in a row without having to use the tactical retreats, but that's coming up. So, you know, some changes, not sure it fully warrants the plus title added to it, but I guess so, according to them. (laughs) 
I so. mean, they've added plus to other things, and it's one of those things where they've kind of they've kind of updated themselves into a hole where once they add the plus, they really haven't gone back to the mode. So this is the. I mean, yeah, yeah. but like the Tempest Trial Plus was a different version of Tempest Trial. This is pretty much the same thing as Arena Assault. They're just making giving you a little bonus so that you it's you know harder to lose your streak when trying to get your high score. So, well, we will look forward to that in the coming update. But uh, you had teased us that we were going to get a we got a tease for a trailer. Yep, as mentioned, we got the teaser silhouettes last evening for the April special heroes, along with the confirmation that the trend started two years that started two years ago with uh, Child Marthenol is going to continue, and we'll be getting child versions of various heroes from the entire overall series. I've seen speculation online that uh, some people are thinking that Mist is one of the two heroes. The uh, issue I have with that is I feel like Mist would probably be Sage because she's already a bit of a child in uh, Path of Radiance. Uh, also, you know, I feel like they don't really change the weapons of the child heroes, and it didn't look like there was a staff in the silhouettes. But it could be she could be one of them. Did you have any thoughts on who they were? Uh, not... Not really. Like, I think that when you look at the silhouettes, the one on the left does look to be young, like, a, like more, more young, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, like you said, maybe not to the age of, of S, but maybe. And maybe Miss is supposed to be older than I, than S is in her game. But I mean, yeah. Also depends on how far they're, you know, aging them down. Exactly. I. I am excited to see this this banner continue. Yeah, I'm not complaining about this type of banner, but it's it's a fun little banner to look at. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what these these heroes are. As you said, we'll probably get the trailer uh, before this this episode posts, but uh, we'll be discussing these special heroes next week for sure. Um. Oh yes, this other thing you put in here that you made me watch. Yes. <laughs> uh, we got a um. April 3rd, Heroes randomly dropped a little video of Ash, Veronica, and the Summoner remixing what is apparently Elm's theme. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a late April Fool's prank. That's what Serene's Forest speculates, and timing seems accurate, but it wasn't on time. It was a couple days late, but it was actually not a bad little video. The violin was really well done, and, you know, the the Summoner was a little awkward. (laughs) Man, I gotta say, I saw the thumbnail and I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not gonna watch this right now. But when you posted in Discord, I'm like, well, I have to watch it for the show. Uh, I I popped it open. And I agree, it's actually not that bad. Like the last last year's prank was the the book five uh, siblings yeah. dancing. dancing, and that looked like they took um, some of the models from the 3D movie to intro the book. And basically said, can we, do we have a stock animation we can throw these models into to make them dance? Um, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm, that's probably me being super rude. And there's a lot more work going into it. But it, but it did seem like, a, like we need an April Fool's joke. This here looks like they produced a high-end uh, you know, 3D animation of these three characters in a band. And uh, it was... It was it was an enjoyable video. It was it was fun to watch. Um, the summoner is definitely like the most ridiculous part about it is he's just jamming yeah. on the tambourine. Yeah, that's 
uh, it wasn't that it was bad the art or badly animated or anything. It's just yeah, the tambourine. It just felt a little weird him jamming on the tambourine like that. Yeah, it's such an odd instrument choice uh, alongside the the uh, violin and guitar. Yeah. I I liked it though. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun, and I think uh, Ash as a bassist and um, Veronica, uh, yeah, Veronica as as a as a violinist. I think that's really cool. I think it worked really well, and um, it kind of reminded me of like the violin stuff. Kind of reminded me of like the is it Lindsay Sterling that does a lot of the yep yeah. I think I think uh, it kind of reminded me of that, and uh, it was it was neat. I think for a minute and a half video, it wasn't the worst silly video they've put out before. Like they've definitely had some, some real head scratchers before. Yep. So anyways, there, the April fool's joke. Uh, I remember one, what was one year that was, um, they gave us like the Fay hat. Like we got to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. There was one year where we got some in-game stuff on, you know, if we logged in within a certain time around, April Fool's Day, and one of them was like Faye as a, an accessory. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I one. think wasn't it an orb accessory as well? I think so. I think there was an orb accessory as well. But uh, yeah, so a couple days late. Um, I mean, it makes sense to post it late in the sense that you're like avoiding all the other April Fool stuff, and it's just it's just a silly little fun thing. And and uh, I think last year's was late too. I mean, when it's not actual news. That could be confused for being serious. I see no reason to not drop it on the day. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, the guy who did the mock-up of a bunch of PlayStation games coming to Game Pass. Or, (laughs) you know, there was another one that was so clearly uh, not serious that it's like, okay, those I can get behind, but maybe I'm old. But the, you know, guy who made a fake Squeenix account to announce, you know, release date and other false news about final fantasy 16 and other games that one that's the type of stuff that really gets on my nerves yeah you know those aren't april fool's jokes those are april fool's pranks and there's a difference right one is funny and one is annoying this one was cute and funny and you know or just cute and fun not even have to be funny it's just weird but Yeah. (laughs) yeah so Dropping it on the first would have been fine, you know? Yeah, and it probably it would have fit, I think, too. But, yep. yep. So if you haven't had a chance to, to check it out, we'll have it linked in the show notes. It's it's worth a watch. It's a minute and a half. It's all instrumental, so you don't, you don't have to wonder. Um, maybe there's lyrics to Elm's uh, theme. I'm not sure, but uh, this one was all instrumental, and I, and I really dug it. It was cool. Uh, but we are here to talk about Legendary Nena. We're going to talk about her... Um, as if summoned into existence by my mention of her last week, Nana receives the legendary treatment this month on another two-week banner. She is joined by, uh, on the red, legendary Sigurd and legendary Lelina. On the blue, we have Uller, legendary Krom and Seros. On the green, we have legendary Celica, Thrashir, and Rennick. Uh, I guess I was wrong. I guess I, I, I hit a green orb. Uh, to get the legendary Celica, so that's my bad. Um, and colorless uh, orb, we have Ash, Mila, and Wolf all on that banner. So you've got a couple, I think you got another week left to go on that one. It's a full two-week banner. Mm-hmm. So 
So you got that. Uh, now, for Nana herself, beloved princess, northern Thracia suffered under the grip of the Granville Empire for years until Prince Leif of Leonster rose up to liberate that land. At his side was Nana, a member of House Nordian. Nana is a, a red sword cavalry unit wielding land sword, which grants attack plus three. At start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash speed plus six to unit during combat, neutralizes effects that prevent unit's follow-up attacks, disables non-special effects that reduce damage by X percent, excluding those inflicted on unit's area of effect specials, prevents foes specials that are triggered by unit's attack and restores seven HP to unit after combat. She has a new skill in the B slot called... Um, uh, hours. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce that. Hours zeal. Uh, I think it's Hoder, but I could be wrong. But. Hoder. Okay. Hoder's seal enables Canto. Uh, re, re, remain. Nah, remaining plus one. Uh, almost lost in there. Uh, unit deals damage equal to twenty percent of unit's attack if unit initiates combat until uh can make a can make a follow up attack before foe can counterattack. Rounding out her kit is Miracle as a special. Attack slash speed push four in the A slot and attack slash speed menace in the C slot. So there you go. That's her kit. Uh, I realize I probably am jumping back and forth of how I say her name between Nana and Nana. It's, it, it, it's not my fault. Um, but uh, she is in the game now. And I think like, you know, at, at, at a glance, it's a fairly like standard legendary kit. I, nothing really jumps out to me besides the canto stuff i i always appreciate the canto stuff that they add to characters um she is another as we said a red cavalry uh sword user so you know fitting fitting in alongside the many other red sword cavalry units but yes uh because she's normally a healer is she not am i yes which they keep a bit of that with her um uh, weapon automatically healing you for a bit, or healing for seven hit points. Um, but uh, yeah, it is interesting. Um, I did look it up, and uh, it's the name of her special is often anglicized as Hoder or Hoder, Hoder H O D U R. So okay. Um, I didn't want to play the listen thing in case it came over the audio, but you know, it's Norse god as I thought it was one of the Norse gods. So yeah. Yeah, so uh, and it's it's a tough one with just the small text and then looking at it, it's like there's an accent. It's yeah. definitely something along those line of ours or Hodor's, but yeah, Hodor's yeah, zeal. I think like they have that on the S-E-I-D-R or that same symbol R, and I think that's often pronounced like Sather, so maybe it's supposed to be Hother, but yeah, hard, hmm. hard to say for sure, but... Yeah, she she seems interesting. Haven't had a chance to really try her out too much. Yeah. But, you know, she's got a bit of her healing, although I guess it's only self-healing. Um, you know, but yeah, that's a nice set of skills. Exactly, yeah. And, and this, again, seems to be like a... I could be wrong. I, again, we have not played these games. There was a bit of a discussion in Discord about, you know, where these games sort of fit. And this being the Thracia version... Which I think makes her the only Thracia-only uh, unit in the game, or legendary unit. 
Really? I think Leaf is technically as uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. can't think of his name. Nero, Lord Nero was pointing out Leaf, and I looked it up. Leaf is technically considered both Thracia and genealogy. Hmm. So she's the only solely Thracia unit in the game, although she does or legendary unit, although she does actually appear in genealogy as well. But, yeah. Gosh, I really hope we get those remakes at some point. I, I feel like. I, we gotta get you know, there. I'd settle just for. I mean, I'd prefer remakes. I'd almost settle for just translations. Sure. You know, but, at this stage, I think that would be that would be and, fine. And I'm talking official, and I think neither is going to come anytime soon. Unfortunately, unless you know one of them is already the echoes in work in progress. But until that happens, just gotta keep hoping. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, when are we hoping she will be back? Yep, as usual, they won't be back right away, the Legendary Mythics on here. Uh, along with there are some other Legendary and Mythic units shifting around. Uh, those are as follows. In April, Odor is moving up from May, while Male Byleth uh, is shifting out of the spot to give room for Odor uh, in moving to April from May, or moving to May from April. Um, in June, Sigurd, Uller, and Sothis, who's moving in from September, will be showing up. In July, Nana, uh, Selica, Seros, and Plumeria, who is also moving out of September, uh, they'll be popping up in July. In August, Ash and Thrasir will be returning. In September, Mil- Mila and Lelina will be returning. And Krom's taking a nice long nap and not coming back till October. There you go. So. October on the board. We're there. Uh, well, you know what? We've been waiting. We won't have to wait that long for what we've uh, been planning for the last couple months uh, as we head into the Outrun Gate. But before we get, you're going to wait a little bit longer. Yep. I finally got off my button and found my 3DS. Uh, but before we get there, tea time is coming. Uh, <laughs> missed by us until uh, Val brought it up in this, this morning. Uh, I believe it's Valgrave. I- I brought up this morning, there are two tea sets themed off of Three Houses coming this September. One is a teacup and saucer with a can of Restfeld blend tea uh, with five bags of the tea in it. Uh, the other is a collection of various other teas from the game. Uh, one will have mailbox, the tea set will, or the one with the cup and saucer and the Restfeld blend will have male bilith on the cover, while the other will have female bilith on the cover. It has proven to be extremely popular, and they had to close pre-orders down for it because it was supposed to be on pre-order from April 1st to May 31st, but uh, it's already closed because they're trying to figure out what to do because it was (laughs) far more popular than they expected even. So, you know, it's uh, so first of all, the it's new art that they've put together for for the boxes. Um, Yes. You've got uh, you've got male Byleth uh, sipping on tea. You've got female Byleth uh, with uh, what appears to be just leaves. Like they're not tea leaves; they just look like leaves to me. Although maybe they're tea leaves. I don't know. I don't drink tea. I was gonna say before they dry up and are possibly chopped up, they could easily be tea leaves. True. So. True. Uh, so so there's that. But like I I was thinking about this and. Uh, I, I think uh, there's a reason it's popular. The reason it's popular is like, I mean, tea is a big deal. A lot of people like tea. I'm not a tea drinker, 
But if this were coffee, I'd be all over it. And yes, I know coffee. There's like one scene in Fire Emblem Three Houses where coffee comes up and it's like this mysterious, nobody knows what it is type thing. And it's also locked behind the DLC paywall. Um, yeah, per- personally, I've never seen the point of wasting a perfectly good cup of sugar sugar by putting coffee in it, but to each their own. <laughs> I don't put any sugar in my coffee. Does that make me even worse? <laughs> no, it doesn't make you good or bad. It makes, you know, you someone who likes coffee. That's true. I just okay. can't stand the taste of coffee, so I put so much sugar in it. There's, If you were to probably dry it out and measure it out, there's probably a higher sugar to coffee ratio in mine. <laughs> you know, sugar to water. Yeah. But looking at this tea cup, um, it looks pretty. It, it looks like some fancy tea cup. Like it, it's pretty nice. Like oh, yeah. uh, it's got the it's got the three houses look to it as well. Like it's got that crescent on there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's a it's a nice look. It's a nice set, and I think that um, you know if if you if you like tea and you're into Fire Emblem, like it's kind of neat to have like tea uh focused stuff and like each bag of tea also has its own unique icon to it as well um man there's just it's it's a there's a lot going on here and again like i think that if you are a fan of fire emblem this is definitely a unique product and i mean i don't know what's the conversion here like um both sets are 5500 yen that doesn't seem like a lot I th- yeah, I'm sure it's not an exact, but it as often has felt to me like uh, I have no clue what their conversion rate, but it often feels to me like the um, conversion is about uh, yen to a penny. It's probably way off, but so that'd be like $55, $50-$55, which for fancy specialized stuff like this seems reasonable. Yeah, just a quick uh, quick search. It's about $45 US. So, um, which isn't too bad, I think for, I mean, for what this is like a specialty item for a, for a video game, a unique item, like that's pretty good. I think you have to be into tea, but it's, it's, it's cool. I think it's neat. Um, but yeah, so it, we don't know if pre-orders are going to become, I, I was going to say you should go check it out, but like definitely look at the artwork and stuff, but pre-orders are going to come back up if they can figure out how to make more um, i found a copy of the thing that they put up when they said they can't you know please wait and f- for us to keep an eye out and wait for us to tell you what's going to happen or whatever okay you know we can't we can't fit them anymore you know yeah well there you go announce announce details soon keep an eye on the japanese fire emblem twitter and they will update you so once they figured out what they're going to do well, hopefully they figure it out soon. But uh, we're going to need more tea. Uh, so get your tea time ready because Game Club starts now. Ready to talk about Fire Emblem Awakening. And we are going to kick it off with not one, not two, not three, but three and a bit of chapters because we also did the prologue. So um, we'll, we're just going to start. We're going to start uh, with the prologue slash or premonition slash prologue. So kicking things off with Premonition, Invisible Ties, we open with Krom and the uh, player character, which, I mean, let's get this right off the bat here. Did you name your your Robin anything different? I stuck with Robin this time around. I went with Drow or Drowfear like I usually do. Okay. I just prefer doing that. So. Uh, well, well, 
I, I think we um, as we go forward, we we say Robin. So, but oh yeah, that was the plan. Yeah, you can change the name. I think when I originally played, I I said it as Ryan. I I kept it as Robin this time. Just uh, uh, I don't know why. I just felt like it. I guess. Um, I mean, technically, he is he or she is canonized as Robin. Speaking of which, which gender did you go with? I went with a uh, female. Uh, I went as Robin male my first playthrough, and I decided this time around I'd play as female Robin. Um, I went as Robin male the first time around, and I was thinking along the same lines as you, and decided no, I want to have my Robin Mary Lissa again, so I went with male again. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, I got one of each. Yep. Let's get back to the story here. We open with Krom and Robin fighting a mysterious mage. After defeating him, Robin saves uh, Krom with a from a final ditch attack, and then something seems to take control of them as they stab Krom in the stomach. So that was a bit of a premonition, and uh, the prologue starts with the uh, which is called the Verge of History. Robin then wakes up in a field with Crom and Lissa standing over him and helping them up from laying in a field. Frederick is there as well and skeptical of Robin's amnesia, but that is pushed aside as a local village is threatened by bandits. So this is the very classic prologue of, you know, tactician wakes up, he or she has amnesia. Oh, there's a battle. Oh, you're really good at fighting. Um... And they give you sort of the basics of playing Fire Emblem uh, in this little chapter here. So it's very quick, very quick. Yep, that it is. You get to meet the first few characters and all, so. Yep, we get our introduction to, as we said, Lissa, Frederick, Krom, very quickly. And then I think after after that, it's we start to get more information uh, about those characters. But I think chapter, well, obviously chapter one is where it starts to get, really get going. Yes, chapter one, yep. Titled Unwelcome Change, that night as you sleep, Crom and Lissa get restless and wander off into the woods uh, to suddenly witness a sudden bizarre earthquake and weird zombie-like creatures falling out of portals in the sky. While being attacked, a mysterious young character leaps out of the portals and saves Lissa as the battle begins. I uh, can't remember if it was like the second turn or third turn, but partway through, Sully and Virian uh, show up and join you as you fight and defeat the enemies. Uh, later that day, or the next day, I don't know how late in the night it was that that all happened, you reach Lissthal, the capital of the country, and find out that Krom and Lissa are the prince and princess of the country, and are invited to join the shepherds, which is Krom's band of protectors of the countryside from bandits and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my original playthrough uh, way back when this came out. And I remember this introduction to the, to the game being very interesting. I immediately loved all the characters that they were throwing at us. Like if the world felt familiar yet unique on its own sort of fire emblem uh, style. And uh, you know, Frederick, I love Frederick, uh, Crom, Lissa, they're all really cool. Oh yeah. Virian. Yeah, after Sully constantly. I don't really like the Lothario that finally found someone who doesn't give a crap about him, so he's obsessing about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Virian stuck around very long, but I do remember Virian being like 
one of, like the first archer to be added to to Fire Emblem Heroes. He was kind of a not a big deal, but he was like one of the only ones in the first section. He was the free archer you got in the very beginning, up in for two or three years until they replaced him with um, what's his name? Takumi, wasn't it? Yes, Takumi. Yeah. Which get which. I mean, Takumi is definitely a better option there because you get a free uh, close counter character. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, moving into chapter two, though, called The Shepherds, Lissa takes you to meet a few more of the shepherds, and then Krom returns to inform you that the threat of the Risen, the weird zombie-like creatures, has led Emerin to ask him to lead a diplomatic mission to Regna Ferox on the north border of Elise. Along the way, you encounter even more Risen, and at the start of the battle, uh, Vike? Is it Vike? That's how I've always said it yeah. in my head. For some reason, I thought that I was an L. No, it's V-A-I-K-E. Mm. Vike, Vake. I'm not sure how you exactly want to pronounce it, but either one works for me. Sure. So <laughs> we got Vike his, has lost his axe and has no weapon. Gosh, I remember that, yeah. Uh, Stahl also joins at the start of this battle and Muriel joins a turn or two in and finds Vike's, uh, uh, Vake's axe, uh, when she arrives, thus allowing the game to teach you about trading items. Again, another little tutorial sprinkle here to teach you how to trade and, uh, good chunk of these are still tutorial. Yes. We're going to be in the tutorial realm for a while. Yeah, I think maybe even to chapter five and six, it'll probably still have some stuff it's teaching us. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, yeah, but it's always fun. Vike is he is who he is. Uh, you know, he's he's still not even in the game. I don't think in Heroes. I was uh, thinking the same thing. Forever, Muriel just came recently. So mm -hmm. I don't think uh, Stalls no Stalls in the game. Yeah, Stalls in there. Yep, yeah. he's been there for just about ever. Yeah, so. I feel like, uh, so in my, so again, remembering my playthrough, I think I must have benched, uh, Vake pretty quick. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to bench him pretty quick too. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I mean, look, we'll cut into it. Of course I'm me. So I've been grinding up a bit, a bit after I finished the chapter three and I've been leveling them all up a little equally, but. Oh, how can you do that again? Uh, after you complete chapter three, you um, unlock the pro paralogue, and in the chapter three map that you fought on, you can buy items called a Reeking Box, which allow you to summon a batch of Risen to fight. Um, also, over time, some will pop up automatically for you to fight. Right. That's only after you've beaten chapter three that seems to activate. Right. Not, not to mention there's the Street Pass features where other people's teams will start showing up. I had to clear out a whole bunch of them when that first hit. But, hmm. yes, Chapter 3, The Warrior Realm, uh, which is the one I was mentioning that you have to finish to unlock all these other features. Upon reaching the border of Ragnarok, the guards mistake you for bandits, forcing you into battle. In a cutscene, Krom is rescued by Sumia on a Pegasus mount, and she joins you from the start of the battle. Uh, Kellum is also there at the start of the battle, standing to the side as a green ally unit. Uh, he and will just stand there until you speak to him with Krom. Upon defeating them, the gate guard recognizes Krom uh, as being who he claims to be and escorts you to the capital. Nice job. One of these yeah. claims are going to. Yeah, uh, it 
so I guess this is a good time to mention, obviously, we've seen a couple of these cutscenes throughout these intro chapters, but that was something I really um, latched onto when I first played this game is, was these amazingly set up 3D animations um, that obviously we didn't get a lot. I can't, I don't think they were in the Wii and GameCube version. I think they were all in engine cutscenes. If I, I could be wrong on that. Yep. I don't remember and them. They were even more 3D in this one because it is on the 3DS. <laughs> yes. I did it for a little while. It's it's as effective and disconcerting as it ever was. <laughs> yeah. It, I... it works, but if you tilt your head slightly wrong, it goes, you know, out of focus and is a little awkward. So it's even worse if you so for me, the 3D effect on the 3DS um only worked when I wore my contacts, did not work when I wore my glasses. And I don't know. So I have a, an astigmatism in one eye, which I think it's just, it's like the shape of the eye. I, I don't know what it is, but like, it's one of those things where I think just the way the contacts correct my eyesight as opposed to the glasses, it just, it never really worked well with glasses. And I don't think there was like a rule against glasses in, in the 3DS. Um, I think but, it was advised that it wasn't, didn't work as well for them or something, but yeah, yeah. it makes sense. But uh, no, seeing the game in 3D, I played around with it for a little bit, but um, because I kind of like to set the 3DS down sometimes and, and watch the dialogue and just push through it on the desk, um, I'd usually have the 3D uh, the 3D setting off. But it is, as you said, you, you summed it up well. Like it, it is an effect that works, but it's sometimes a little like, uh, you know, what's going on here? It, it works, but um, it was a neat gimmick, and I think it became one of those things where like there are like a few games where it's like oh that's really cool but most games especially third party games didn't bother with it and yeah that's why later on they eventually uh, released the 2DS and moved on away from 3D with the Switch and all yeah but it, so it doesn't really play a huge role here but i think the 3D animations that they have in here the cutscenes they are you know sort of sprinkled in used for you know to to punch up moments and i think in this specific sort of um moment where you have you know samia uh saving crom and then flying over the battlefield like that was really cool great way to intro introduce your your first flying unit in the game and i really dug it forgot to mention but in like the end of chapter two we meet the pegasus and sumia stays behind to care for it a bit then appears on it so. yeah yeah, well, I mean, all in all, I'm super excited to be back playing this game. I know it was one that was on our list for a while, uh, not just with waiting for Eddie to find his 3DS, but just it's been on the list as one we'd love to return to, and I'm glad we're here. Yeah, I, I did read up um, and found out that apparently if you ignore Kellum for a few rounds, he'll comment on why no one seems to be paying attention to him, <laughs> which just fits his character because everyone ignores him. I mean, the whole speech that Krom gives when you talk to him is, um, you know, kind of funny. It's like, when did you get here? I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. does he join you? So if you ignore him and he comments, does he just join you? Like that? Well, it, if you talk to him with Krom, he joins you. I don't know if he never joins you if you never talk to him. Like, is he a missable character? I don't know. That's what I was saying. I don't know if he won't join you if you never talk to him. I'm just going to look it up because yeah. I feel like I feel like he's, he can't be. Uh, oh, where yep. is this? 
But like I was saying, being this chapter unlocks the street pass features as well as the first paralogue. One of the one of a few, maybe you know, I think there's a couple others, but one of a few paralogues that automatically unlock without having to get uh, characters to S rank. So, hmm. uh, but as well as you know the access in this on this map to buy reeking boxes so you can summon up extra guys to fight. Like I said, I've been grinding out um some levels I uh, side classed uh, the using the second seal. I side class Lissa from a cleric to a um, mounted healer troubadour, and I actually managed to get a Anna that had a second seal to buy, and did the same for my Robin or Ralphier, and side classed him over to uh, I think Barbarian. I did start him on his axis, but it's inter- interesting, you know. Yeah, and this this game had the uh, side class where it was very um, abusable. Uh, Essentially, when you side class a character, uh, they return to level one, which means you can get a whole lot of levels for people. <laughs> oh, Whereas great! Sort of fix that in Fates, where when you, you know, do the side classing thing, you stay the same level. So, oh, well, I wonder if we're going to be doing some. Uh, if if you got it, well, we're gonna we're gonna try to keep going with this. Uh, in the sense that hopefully Eddie doesn't get lost down the trying to level every character up. I know we did get a little bit distracted with with Echoes. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it was Echoes uh, where we ran into. No, it was Three Houses. That was the most recent yes. example. <laughs> three Houses where I was trying to unlock all classes for all characters, which I don't think I succeeded in the end. I know. I think we did have to abandon that in order to, to finish Game yeah. Club. Um, but we are aiming for, uh, well, here's what we're going to do for next week. We're going to do paralogue one and play two chapter six. So we're going to do paralogue one, chapter four and five. If we make any changes to those plans, we will announce those in the discord. Um, like, like we did this week when we added chapter three. That's true. Yes, we did add chapter three. So, yeah, so we're still in sort of the early game likely to do more chapters but we were talking pre-show if things get busy or the chapters get like they have a good chunk of story that we want to discuss or just get fire emblem chapters where there's so much so large a map and so many monsters so many things you have to fight on them sometimes they take over an hour to complete just one chapter yeah and we will get there for sure um i'm i we should have mentioned this at the top i'm playing on normal uh, casual, just because I really felt like I just want to, I just want to enjoy the game. I don't want to have to worry about characters dying. And I, th- I think you're doing the same, right? Yep, I did the same, and I've already made use of it when I was doing some grinding. Because uh, at this point, I only have Lissa as a healer, and there were a couple of those maps where, because on the um, maps with the when you summon the extra monsters to fight. They all bum rush you, so there were a couple characters who would get surrounded, and I couldn't get Lissa over to them quick enough. So made use of it, but I did do casual. If I wasn't doing casual, I would have been more careful with them. But yeah, or so I would have been go. safe scumming. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, that is going to do it for this week. Game Club has returned. Thank you so much for everyone's patience. Uh, we are going to be playing Fire Emblem Awakening, and then later on in 2022, we are going to jump into a special discussions for Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, and June is just around the corner, which is bringing a new Fire Emblem Warriors game. 
Um, we won't be doing a game club, but we'll certainly be discussing our time with it. So look forward to that. And that is going to do it for the episode. Thank you so much, for everybody, for listening. Uh, you can visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show, fay at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summer.